Hail, you nostalgic warlocks. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all, though that's not really helpful today. But I have, no. in fact, seen all episodes of 90210. <laughs> Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod, And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Kendra, I know you said all those shows are brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network, and that is true. But they also have one other thing in common this month, and that is a special Halloween guest and the queen of Halloween herself, Sally Jacoby Murphy. Sally, welcome to 902 and Here We Go. Thank you. <laughs> what a circuit you're on. I know. I feel hashtag blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, today we're discussing Charmed, season one, episode one, something Wicca this way comes. Get it, guys? <laughs> yeah. You get it? You get it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. All right. I've never seen Charmed. Not a frame, not a moment, none of the original, none of the sequel or the reboot series. I've seen nothing. Kendra? I was not allowed to watch the show. I wasn't allowed time. to watch the trailers for this show. I was, <laughs> this was a, this was a big no, no in okay. my house growing up. So All yeah, right. this is, this was the first for me. Uh, Your majesty. I forget that you two grew up in like fundamentalist Christian households. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for calling that out. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, uh, well, but you're so normal now. So, you know. <laughs> I don't oh, to make... I see. I see. <laughs> no offense to anyone who listens to this show who might identify as a fundamentalist Christian. You all are totally normal too. Well, <laughs> well so I had seen this show, but not from the beginning. So I saw oh. it just like intermittently, like here and there when it was on television or like okay. one of my friends was watching it or something like that. So, but this okay. episode, I don't think I'd ever seen this episode. Okay. Good to know. All right, well, let's uh, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on October 7th, 1998. I like that it's a Halloween time. I it hate is. it when they do Halloween shows, but in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect time to launch it. Nice October yeah. date. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Hey, October 7th is also the birthday of Steve Rudd from uh, This Andorian Life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Happy, birth- happy belated birthday Yeah. Uh, as we're recording. Yeah, I guess yeah. he would have turned 15 this year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Birthdays. October 11th, Luke Perry turned 32 in 1998. Doesn't look a day over 40. <laughs> and also on October 11th, Tre- Trevor Donovan from the CW years turned 18. From the CW years and what else, Kendra? Uh, that movie. The USS Christmas. <laughs> he also, isn't he on Dancing with the Stars right he now? Yeah, he sure I is. haven't been watching it, so I wow. don't know if he's been eliminated or not, but okay. I was pretty excited when I saw he was going to be on there. Okay. One death to mention, October 3rd, Roddy McDowell of Bedknobs and Broomsticks and Planet of the Apes fame passed away. So another little uh, witch connection there with bed knobs and broomsticks, which, and of course we just lost Angela Lansbury, which uh, yes. rough, also, rough yeah. Time. I love that movie time. when I was a kid. I love it too. You know, and, and there's a hugely, there's like an hour cut out of that movie that I never saw as a kid. And then when I was showing my son for the first time and he really liked it, 
I was like, what is this? What is all this <laughs> stuff going on? And a lot of it is Roddy McDowell's character, which is pretty much cut from bed knobs and broomsticks. So, but it works. It's good. You know, that's based I've never on the book seen series, it. So, oh, probably weren't allowed to. Yeah, right? probably was. <laughs> I think you'd like it though. It's, it's yeah, good. I'm sure I would. I think yeah. he gets a bum rap as being just a Mary Poppins knockoff. I mean, you have David Tomlinson who's in both and, you know, prim British ladies singing with cartoons. So like, I get it, but very different tone. Yeah, very different. All right. Movies, October 9th, Wes Anderson's Rushmore was released. This is oh. one of the, one of the two of his I have not seen yet, Kendra. but I own it. He's your Blu-ray. favorite director. Sally, your thoughts on Wes Anderson's Rushmore? I enjoyed it. Definitely not my favorite. I'm a big Royal Tannenbaum stand, oh, sure. but, but it, I mean, yep. His movies are always enjoyable, for sure. That's a trick question. You don't have a middle name. October what? 16th. <laughs> from, from Royal Tenenbaums. I was just going to move on. I was trying so hard to get that reference. <laughs> it's him and like Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like, what's my middle name? And he's like, that's a trick question. You don't have you're a right, middle name. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'll give you that one. <laughs> October 16th, Bride of Chucky. Guess what? I've seen this one. Oh, Okay. Or I think it was this one. This is the one where she, yeah, she brings the she brings Chucky back to life, and then she turns into a Chucky. I don't know. Whatever. Oh. I've seen it. You know, Christine Elise of Nine Hundred Two and O fame was in a lot of the Chucky stuff. Oh. Hmm. I don't know if she's in this one, but she was. I saw a few minutes of Chucky as a child on TV, and it scared me to this day. Early childhood. If you go drama. back to uh, nostalgia, me this in our episode where we talked about things we're scared of. Uh, Christian was terrified yeah. of Chucky. It's scary stuff. Terrified. All right, October sixteenth, Practical Magic with Sandra oh. Bullock and uh, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah, love. I just watched this last week for the first time. We, oh, wow. we know Sally and I are aware of this fact because when we were we were recording House Things, Eric Mickles bombed our Discord and joined the conversation for a while, and he told us all about you guys watching Practical Magic. So that's, that's right. right. That's right. You can listen to that on SoundCloud.com/slash All the Books or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> did you like it, Kendra? I did like it. Uh, we talked. To, he probably mentioned this, but um, it was just like an interesting vibe. Like sometimes it was like we're being goofy and doing witch things, and other times it was like we're getting this. You know, we're doing like a legit dark thing. So it was kind of a roller coaster vibe wise, but I enjoyed it. Always enjoy nice. Nicole Goodman and yeah. Sandra Bullock. So for sure, October seventeenth, Disney's Halloween Town debuted. Wow. That was a 90s movie? Yes, so. It was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I was going to watch that this Halloween season. I have not done that yet. You so I need to get on that. I mean, I've seen it before. But. Oh, okay. And then lastly, October 30th, John Carpenter's Vampire. Mm. Hmm. Sally? I've not seen that one. Never seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Add that to my list. Yeah. TV on September 30th, 90210 aired season nine, episode three, Dealer's Choice. Okay. Also, Melrose Place aired season seven, episode 10, Dr. Jealousy. <laughs> October 17th, The Spooky Adventures of Casper aired its final of 52 episodes. That's a pretty good run. We were yeah. just, we just talked about its debut. It, like, was that the last episode? That's right. We That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it went from 90210 season six to Charmed season one. October 19th, Fox Family, which is now Freeform. <laughs> it'll, by the names. time this episode drops, it'll probably have a new name. 
launched the 13 Nights of Halloween. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And also, Fox Family released the new Adams Family, a live action series that would run for 65 episodes. I have not seen this, though. I was a big fan of the 60s show and the 90s cartoon. And you're still a fan because you're in the musical I right am. this very second. Wow, Kendra. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm in the Adams Family musical. You can catch it at the Olean Community Theater the weekend, uh, Halloween weekend and the weekend right afterwards. Music. October 12th, Bewitched released their self-titled <laughs> debut album. It peaked at number 12 on the Billboard charts. Uh, okay, so I know this album because my wife unapologetically loves Bewitched and this album. <laughs> What's their like? What's their song? Their famous oh, I, song? I couldn't tell you a famous song. I just kind of know the vibe and the tone. But yeah, she. I remember we found this CD at like a thrift store or something, and she was like, "Bewitched." So <laughs> had to get it. Nice. Video games. October first. Medieval. Is that how you would say it? Medieval. medieval? But the E is yeah. capital. It is capital. Yeah. A uh, hack and slash video game dropped on the PS1. Uh, its visual style is a clear homage to Nightmare Before Christmas. <gasps> what? Hey, we just talked about Nightmare Before Christmas over on my other podcast, Nanny's Music Got Me Like. With Sally? With one Sally Jacoby Murphy. Oh. Full Sally, circle. I just, I just love this. Like you're shooting the moon with all the Radio Meanwhile podcasts. It's never happened before. And I just I think it's great. I love it. I feel very honored and super stoked to be doing it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Elsewhere in 1998, so pretty concurrent with this episode, Jessica Walter, who plays Tabitha Wilson in the CW era, was appearing in a season three episode of Poltergeist, The Legacy. She shows up as Suzanne Barnard in the episode, The Light. Paint the light, Thomas. Paint the light. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is a deep cut reference to the movie The Christmas Cottage, following the life of a young Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light. Uh, you guys, I'd never watch the movie, though. Just listen to Nick do the yeah. impression I of the guy in the movie. Thomas. I have never seen that movie, but I recognized that quote because you, you talk about it so much. It is, so it's like it's what is his name? The guy from uh, Supernatural or Gilmore Girls? I don't know. Jared Padalecki. Oh. Jared Padalecki plays Thomas Kincaid in this movie. And Peter O'Toole, like an ancient Peter O'Toole, portrays his painting memoir. And that's his parting words of wisdom to Thomas Kincaid, who's struggling to find his passion. And that is to simply say it with me, everyone. <laughs> Paint the light. light. <laughs> Yeah. From yeah. Lawrence of Arabia to that. Yeah, he stopped off with, uh, with the Supergirl film as well. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. um, gang, we're talking about Poltergeist here. I just watched the movie with Craig T. Nelson. That was one of my Halloween watches. Oh, you texted and asked if you if we thought you yeah. could handle that. And yeah. I said, uh, what did I say? Maybe? Yeah, you, I think you said, you said maybe. I've heard uh, it scary. I said no. yes. I said you could handle it. <laughs> I, Sally, I think you you said it's like it's not really like it's kind of kitschy and it's not really scary, but it's like I'm glad to have watched it. I enjoyed while it was happening, but it was one where we it ended and we were kind of like, but why though? How <laughs> why? So yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Have you watched any of the sequels, Sally? Two or three? I, I don't think so. If I did, it was a long time ago. So because yeah. the second one features most of the original cast, and there's also a Poltergeist curse in play because two of the child actors died tragically shortly after these movies came out one was a murder and one was like a crazy medical emergency i did yeah. not know that i have yeah, never heard that weird i fell down a weird 
poltergeist rabbit hole after watching that movie some weird huh. stuff went down yeah i have seen the end of one of the poltergeist movies where they think it's all fine and they all like go to bed and then you see in each of the rooms something's happening like one of the ghosts is like dragging the mom like all over the ceiling oh and then yeah that's in the that's kids the original is it is that the one yeah. you just watched yeah it is yep I've, I've seen that scene yeah <laughs> that's all i okay. saw they run outside. They're like, hey, you said we weren't. This house wasn't on. Yeah, they said it was clean, but no. <laughs> you said it wasn't much. on a burial ground, but it is. <laughs> it definitely is on a burial ground. Yep, for sure. I So uh, I do this a little bit now, but now I fact check myself. But when I was a kid or like young teen and I would watch a movie on ghosts, I would like take it as law that like this is the reason that ghosts sure. exist. Sure. Uh, Luckily, I've learned how to fact check and research on that. But that movie really confused me because mm -hmm. I was like, so a poltergeist is like attached to like a place, but then like it's not because it moves through TVs. And I think the truth is that uh, it's all made up. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think you might be right. But poltergeist is like internally inconsistent with what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And it I doesn't think, make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Even the rules that they establish within the, the movie, by the end of it, you're like, but that's not what's happening at all. And apparently the sequel is a bit of a retcon and gives a more of a reason, but you have to just sort of be like, oh, okay, I guess that's what's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we're not talking about Poltergeist no. now, but I've, I've enjoyed this little cul-de-sac. Kendra? Let's look at our synopsis for Something Wicca This Way Comes. The three Hallowell sisters reunite at the family estate following the death of their grandmother. Meanwhile, the town is being rocked by a series of murders, and the sisters stumble upon the family's magical secret. Yep. That's what happens. It is. Yep. All right, Nick, who's living in uh, San Francisco? Is that where we yeah. are? Yeah. Yes, we got a lot of establishing shots of the Golden Gate Bridge, though I never saw Starfleet Command, so I guess <laughs> yeah. it's I guess it's set in the 90s. Um, yeah, this was written by series creator Constant M. Burge and directed by John T. Kretschner. Executive produced, of course, by Aaron Spelling. Of course. Yes. And the theme song was by Jay Greska, who also wrote the 90210 theme. So there you go. A <gasps> oh, wow. little bit of a connection outside of one Shannon Doherty. It was novelized as The Power of Three by Eliza Willard. Hmm. Oh, are you going to read it, Nick? You love a good no, novelization. No, I'm not going to read the charmed novelization. But in my day job as library director, we had a guest author come, Wendy Corsi Staub, who is known primarily for fiction and things. She wrote some of these uh, original charmed novels. So oh, that's cool. Last while we did talk about her YA books, we never mentioned Charmed in that interview. So, sorry. <laughs> what, sorry a, what a missed opportunity. Sorry, everybody. For our main cast members here, I'm going to focus first on the people who are 90210 franchise alums. Beginning, of course, Shannon Doherty as Prue Hollowell. She appeared in 67 episodes prior to leaving the cast at the end of season three. Sound familiar to you, Kendra? I think that's happened before. <laughs> something about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it seems familiar. Uh, of course, her other Halloween credits include the role of Gretel in the 2012 film Witch Slayer Gretel. We watched it last year. We did. Sally, that was a, a, a jubilant experience with uh, Eric and Hillary joining us on that. We laughed pretty much throughout recording that episode. <laughs> I believe yeah. it. We have Alyssa Milano here as Phoebe Hallowell. She will forever be Samantha Maselli to me, of course, from uh, Who's the Boss? Mm. 
but she was fresh off her series regular role of Jennifer Mancini on Melrose Place. Oh. Two, yeah, two, two, uh, pretty, like literally right off the, because th- this character, Phoebe, was recast from the the original pilot where they tossed some things out and changed actors. And uh, Jennifer Mancini on Melrose Place had just left. And so Alyssa Milano was free. And Aaron Spelling was like, hey, now that you're done with Melrose Place, why don't you come take over this role on Charmed? And she did. Uh, but she was also in the 1995 film Embrace the Vampire. Do we know if... Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty disliked each other before they started filming, or was it when they got on set? They were just I don't like, know. I don't really like you. I don't know anything about the beef, but I mean, the characters don't like each other either, so it works yeah, out pretty well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, Convenient. I don't really know. I don't really know the history of Shannon Doherty leaving Charmed and all of that. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's well documented. We have Dorian Gray as Daryl Morris. He just you appeared. said Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah. I did. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, <Halloween> everyone. <laughs> Dorian Gregory, everyone. Dorian Gregory as Daryl Morris. He appeared as a guard in Home is Where the Tart Is in season <gasps> six of 90210. We just covered that episode. Oh my goodness. Here he is again. He also appeared in spooky shows like Baywatch Nights and The Lurking Man. We have Matthew Ashford as Roger. He appeared as Peter Upton in the CW 90210 plus the film Species. This is weird. (laughs) I I know a Peter Upton. (laughs) Really? Ask him if he was in 90210. I grew up with a a friend named Peter Upton. Is he your age or was he maybe? He's my age. No, he's my age. It's not him. It's not him. All right. Rule that out. Charmaine Cruz plays the nurse here. She would appear as Melrose Place as Dr. Antoinette Moore in the same month that this episode dropped. So she was on both shows. Wow. Making the rounds. We have Hugh Holub as the pharmacist here. He played Mr. Jessup on 90210 in that episode, Child is Father to the Man. Do you remember that? Very dramatic. Uh, yes. Dylan. Yeah. And he had a recurring role on Melrose Place. But that's it for our connections here. So we also have Holly Marie Combs as Piper Hollowell. Uh, I literally was just in the same room with Holly Marie Combs because I went to the Flower City Con in Rochester and she was just right there. And I was like, man, if I cared about charms, this would be a cool moment. Totally. I should have gone up to her and have been like, tell me why Shannon left. But I didn't. (laughs) She was also a regular on Pretty Little Liars. So maybe you recognize it from that. We have Ted King as Inspector Andy Trudeau. So I knew him from the series Time Cop. Which I believe, Kendra, we were just talking about Time We Cop talk about too. Time Cop a lot on this I podcast. Know. I know we do. Time Cop was Jean-Claude Van Damme, then the sequel that we were just talking about. And then this series didn't run very long, eight or nine episodes, but I loved it. <laughs> so I was excited to see him pop up. Halloween credits include the movie Blade, The X-Files, and The Midnight Hour. Oh, I just watched Blade the other day. I oh. mean, for like the third time. But who is yeah. he in Blade, I wonder? Well, I didn't write that down, Kendra. I didn't know you were going to ask. <laughs> well, I'll just have I'm to sorry. look it up. I'm sorry. And finally, we have Eric Scott Woods as Jeremy Burns. He was in Dark Metropolis and a short called Ticket to Hell. Yikes. Yeah. That's it. That's our cast. All right. Well, let's get into the pilot of Charmed. Yes. Also a California setting, just like a 90210. Yes. It's a California setting, but they have this very New England witch house. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we start at a woman's apartment. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember the name of this woman. It doesn't matter. She won't be with us long. True. Um, (laughs) She's setting up some sort of ritual on her table and she's yeah. like lighting each individual candle with her fi- just her finger just her finger 
Um, but we see someone is on her fire escape watching her do this. Yeah. So then she starts doing whatever she's chanting and asking for protection or something. Didn't work. And it's not it's not working at all because mm-hmm. someone whoever was on the fire escape is now in the house sneaking up on her. And then she realizes he's there and turns around and if and she recognizes the yeah. person. It's like, oh, it's here? just you. Uh, but then she gets uh, stabbed. She gets stabbed. I even though we saw the fire escape and everything, I still kind of thought they were pushing us towards a fake out. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else get that vibe? Something about the way it was shot. I thought she's going to turn around and be like, "Oh, there you are." Mm-hmm. Well, she did. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I thought <laughs> but, it was yeah. going to be innocuous. You know, I thought. Yeah, it was a little be bit. Fine. She also has a cat. I don't know if this cat will become a regular, but it, it I, does pop up in the episode several yes, times. I noticed the cat as well. And the the inspector, the guy from Time Cop, kind of notes the cat very like obviously at one point. So it it I don't know. Charmed fans tell us if we're wrong, but it feels like this cat is going to have some importance. Yeah. Well, and you can't have witches without a cat. So that's true. Yeah. Just ask Sabrina the teenage witch. That's right. <laughs> or any witch ever. Any witch. Yeah. I would assume. There was a cat in bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, true. Everywhere. At the Hallowell house, we see the house for the first time. And as I said, it's a very like, you know, multiple story. Yeah. What what kind of house? Like, what is this style of house? Oh, called? I don't know. But but I thought the same thing, that it would look more like Massachusetts or something than yeah. California. <laughs> I guess I was expecting, probably because of Aaron Spelling and Shannon Doherty and the time frame and everything, that it would have a little bit of a the feel of 90210 but i thought right from that very first candle lighting scene that it was very much more reminiscent of like a buffy or angel like that type of show which i guess makes sense but i wasn't expecting it there were a couple of times where the music and the panning of the city i was like this kind of feels like 90210 Mm, um but you're right it does it does have a different vibe um, all right, Piper arrives home. She's running late, and Prue is trying to fix this chandelier. Some guy was supposed to come fix it, but they were running late, and so yeah. they weren't there to uh, to meet the guy. Piper had an interview. Um, she is a chef, yes, I guess. Yep. And so she had an interview. It didn't go well, so she had to stop by the store to get ingredients for this recipe that she's going to use for her yeah. next interview, which is the next day. So Piper is Holly Marie Combs, and she is the middle sister, right? And Shannon Doherty is what? Prue. Prue. The oldest. She's the oldest sister who's in sort of like the caretaker role. Yes. I'm just trying to keep it straight in my head. (laughs) Prue, while she was in the attic or something, found their old spirit board, which is, it's like a big piece of, it looks like they just like took a part of a trunk of a tree and like, you know, made it look fancy and stuff. But, you know, it's like it's a Ouija board, basically. Yeah, why are it's they got not the Ouija board. I guess because it's more I don't know. Ouija board. It's a like, we- no, it's it's a Ouija board, but they, they're calling board. it their spirit board. Yep. My guess would be because Ouija comes out of black magic from New Orleans. Oh, uh, okay. it's and so and it has been like TM, you know, trademarked by sure, sure. Bradley to make the Ouija boards. But I think they're trying to make a distinction between like their brand of witches and this other brand of witch, I like see. witchcraft okay. would be my guess. See, that's why you call in the Queen of Halloween. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> On the back of the board is an inscription from their mom. 
And it says, the power of three will set you free. And they've mm. never known what that means, but their mom used to say it. Mom used to say <laughs> it, yeah. What could it never possibly thought, mean? Yeah, there's, what, what do we have of three in this house? What could that be? <laughs> I don't, I guess, I mean, maybe we'll get into this, but I, I was a little surprised that they, that we're starting this series with them not knowing, like. I didn't realize that they weren't, witches until halfway through the episode and i was like yeah. oh are they not witches already right yeah <laughs> that's weird that's weird to me i feel like you waste a lot of time like getting them going i, I don't know yeah but i was well, i was definitely surprised by that it was a fact i did not know yep so piper and prue start talking about phoebe phoebe is yeah. not there but prue is is not a, a phoebe fan mm -hmm. isn't, isn't interested in in phoebe Bad coming blood. around and as they walk away from the spirit board, we see the pointer start to move on mm -hmm. its own. Mm -hmm. Then we get the intro. What did you guys think of the the music? I thought it was a very whatever intro. I, I was. I, I agree. I knew ahead of time that it was written by the nine hundred two and guy Jay Greska, who also wrote like the Lois and Clark theme and a bunch of other stuff. So when this started, I was kind of like, this feels like replacement music. It doesn't have a lot of kick to it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I found it to be like, so I watched it like the first time and I actually continued watching a few episodes after this and oh. I just skipped it the next few times, which yeah. I don't always like for a good intro. I like to watch it, but yeah. wasn't super enthralled by this one. It, mm -hmm. it was not what I would have chosen for mm -hmm. the show. I didn't Agreed. really think that it went with it, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We go to the crime scene at the woman's apartment. The yeah. police are now there and we have the two cops. One is yeah. Inspector Trudeau. I forget the other one's name. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. I don't remember either. Okay. Well, they're they're discussing the case. And Trudeau is like, he's already on the path of, she was a witch. Someone's killing witches. Yeah. I've just come from a witch store. That's where I was. <laughs> We're killing witches here. Yes. And his, his partner is, you know, disbelieving. Is this is this the I I don't watch the X Files. Is this how the X Files is every episode with the two of them? Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I feel like the X Files is a little bit zanier. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like but is it? Yeah. But is it usually one of them's like this? It's this yeah. weird supernatural thing, and one's like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, for sure. Mulder's always like, this is definitely vampire aliens that have come down to suck our brains out. And Scully's like, no, it's not. It's just accountants. And then yeah. they go on with it. <laughs> and then they're like, maybe we love each other? And then yeah. they don't talk about it for 40 episodes. And yeah. then they're like, maybe we love each other? <laughs> Guys, I, I have seen, uh, I haven't seen a ton of Buffy. I've seen probably the first season of Angel. But this whole plot is so reminiscent of the Angel pilot. And I was like, Oh, that's a ripoff. But then I looked over and Angel came out the next year. So maybe Angel oh, ripped off the chart. Oh, Angel pilot. ripped it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. We also meet Jeremy in this uh, scene. Jeremy yeah. is a reporter who yeah. is asking Trudeau, you know, what's going on? Do you have any leads? This is the third stabbing in three weeks. It's a lot of stabbings. Uh, yeah, it is. Back at the Hallowell house, uh, Prue still can't get the chandelier working. And mm -hmm. Piper says, you know what? Maybe we should rent out the room upstairs to our sister because she's moving back. Yay. <laughs> uh, which yeah. does not make Prue happy at all. No. No. And we, we only find out a little bit of what their beef is. And I'm sure they'll explore it later. But 
that was yeah. a, that was a nine hundred two and zero reminiscent problem there. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, so Prue's like, "Well, when is Phoebe getting here?" And in walks Phoebe into the yep. house. She's back. Alyssa Milano enters. <laughs> she doesn't have money to pay for her cab, so they pay. F- Piper goes to pay for it with uh, the money in Prue's purse. Uh oh. Prue is automatically on the defensive. She's like, we're not selling the house. That's not why we're here. And we learn that they have some sort of beef because Prue thinks that Phoebe had sex with her boyfriend, Roger. Right. She's like, I never touched him. I don't care what he told you. Yeah. So we're off to a rocky start. It's rough. Later on, we they're watching the news and it's talking about the murder. And Piper come they're they're in um Phoebe's room. So Piper comes up with some food and they're sitting and talking and we see Jeremy is the reporter on the TV mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Piper says, Oh, that's my boyfriend. Great. So that's that's a good bit of information. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. You know? I'm sure. They talk about, you know, how it's hard for Prue and Phoebe to get along and how Prue had to sacrifice her childhood to raise them mm-hmm. and which is a, which is a refrain that we hear often because mm-hmm. they, they start saying it together and everything so this is a these are facts and evidence for the sisters three <laughs> yes back at the crime scene trudeau is still saying someone is targeting witches that's what's going on oh. here they talk about he he says you know do you believe in ufos well do you believe that there's people who believe that there are UFOs. <laughs> it's the same thing with witches. Doesn't matter if you think they're real. Someone could be targeting people who think they're witches. Mm. So then we see the cat again. Trudeau picks up the cat. Um, it's a white cat. And on its collar, it has that triangle symbol that comes to be associated with this show. Back at the Hollywell house, they have the spirit board, and so it's um, Piper and Phoebe, right? Piper and Phoebe, yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got their I got their names confused. I had to have like IMDb open next to me so I could yeah, remember. I know. Their, you know their all names. those C names. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're doing the spirit board and just talking about Jeremy and whatever. Yeah. So then as Piper walks away. Phoebe's still holding on to the pointer and it starts it starts moving. Like she's not moving it. And so they call in Prue. They don't believe that she's really moving it because apparently growing up she always used to move it. Um and this is I'm still like, oh, they're not witches yet because they're doing this, you know, they're doing the spirit board thing, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So it keeps moving and it spells out attic. Yeah. Wants them to go up to the attic. Which they're very, I mean, they're very dismissive of it. I, this is what I don't understand, I guess. Like, apparently the, they come from, like, a family of witches. And so, like, the grandma and the mother seem to have, like, been aware of this fact. They have the spirit board. They know, like, about these secrets. And the, and the three girls have nothing. Like, they don't know anything about it. It's not like, yeah, I guess they were always kind of talking about that kind of stuff. It's just nothing. I don't. Yeah, they even say... They even say later, well, our grandmother wasn't a witch. Right. So, yeah. it Yeah. It's weird that they wouldn't know. Yeah. So Piper doesn't want to go up in the attic. She wants to go to Jeremy's house and wait for him. Mm-hmm. 
for some reason. Um, but Phoebe's going to go up to the attic and check it out. So okay. she goes up there, tries to get in, but the door is locked. But as she's walking away, the door just opens. So she goes inside, looks around, and then light falls on this trunk <laughs> that's sitting there. She opens it up, and inside is the Book of Shadows. Ooh. When they kept saying attic, I, this is not what I was picturing. This is like a spacious Airbnb. Yeah. I thought we were talking like a dusty turn, little Turn that into a yeah. fifth bedroom or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in case they ever have another sister show up, you know, yeah. down yeah. the road. You might need that room. Yeah. So as you do when you find old magic books, you just start reading aloud because nothing happens when you do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, just start so reading she, aloud. She starts reading this first page. I didn't write. I didn't write down exactly what it said, but something about give us three powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was more poetic than that. Yeah. So as she speaks these words the chandelier downstairs like lights up and starts shaking and then there's a picture of the three of them in a frame and in the picture they move closer together Mm -hmm. in the picture so then piper and prue come up there and they're like what the heck and phoebe's like you know what full moon midnight let's just like receive our powers let's do it yeah Now's the time. We got no reason to think we come from a magic family or that this is real, but let's just just roll the dice. Yep. And then we see that outside of their house, there is a figure standing watching the house, but then Uh it walks away. Oh, okay. The next day, Phoebe is sitting outside drinking coffee. She apparently did not sleep. She was up all night thinking about the book and reading the book. Not allowed. She she was just reading it to herself. Okay. In the book, it talks about they had an ancestor named Melinda Warren, who was a witch. And then before she was burned at the stake, she um, said whatever, that every woman in her family would have powers leading up to three sisters being born that would each have one of her powers, which are moving objects, seeing the future and stopping time. Yeah. Which when my husband, Eric, heard that, he, he was like... Ah, yes, those classic witch powers. I had the same thought. I had the same thought. Like, freezing time? (laughs) What? Moving stuff, sure. I mean, look, I I don't know. I'll defer to Sally's expertise here. But I thought most of what they displayed here felt more like magic tricks than, like, witchcraft. Mm -hmm. You know? It's more I dream of genie than bewitched. No, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, I think, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is closer to what they do. Like, she does more like i've got special mind powers that can like move stuff and like close doors and stuff like that but i think your classic witch would not be doing these things they would be like they they're more like i can create potions or like sort of confuse you or like have that kind of power but like i think it's pretty uncommon to have your witch just like have a magical power that they can use yeah like one (laughs) one magic power that they right. each have. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they maybe created the X-Men here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Piper, you know, she doesn't believe any of this. She's off to her interview. And before she leaves, Phoebe says that in the book, it says they are known as the Charmed Ones. <gasps> so then we go to Prue's work, which she works at a natural science museum. I guess. A yeah. museum of some kind. Yeah. She is walking and talking with someone 
And they're talking about, you know, she got all these artifacts and she's been Mm -hmm. working so hard on this exhibit. And the board is so happy that they want to make it a permanent collection, Mm -hmm. but they want someone a little more qualified to take over. So Roger is going to take over. Who is both her boss and her ex. And her ex. That's not a fun situation. Maybe had a fling with Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Seems like a real HR problem waiting to happen. You report this. You report this step one. Yeah. And Prue is, she's very upset. Number one, that this is being taken away from her. But number two, just because Roger is, he seems like the worst. He does. He does. I don't know what, I don't know what she ever saw in him. Nope. And, and so as she walks away, his pen explodes in his shirt pocket. And when he takes yep. it out, it sprays all over his face. Which? <laughs> at Piper's interview at this restaurant, she's having to make this specific dish and she's about to put the port into this sauce or whatever but then the chef comes in and says time's up i'm tasting the food right now yeah because so, i guess she's on a she's on a game show apparently yeah yeah hands up everyone <laughs> so before he gets the food into his mouth she freezes time yeah and she puts some port on the bite he's about to eat and he loves it he does. He loves it. Okay, two weird things. First, Shannon Doherty's thing could have been just an accidental thing. And so there's yeah. no reason why Prue should think, I'm magic now. But this one, she freezes time and then, like, uses it. So that's crazy to me. That Like, that's that's how we're doing it. And also, I don't think that just pouring port on the bite he was about to take would work at all. No, no. I mean, I'm no Gordon Ramsay, but... You got to let that, you got to let it all yeah. mix together. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not like salt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. not a witch chef. <laughs> and you never will be. Kendra. We go to Roger's office where he is, his chair is turned around so he doesn't see Prue walk in, but he's talking to someone about like, oh yeah, I did all the work for this exhibit and now I get to be in charge. So Prue is there to quit. Yeah, she is. She's done working for Roger. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, you can kiss references goodbye if you're just up and quitting again. You can't you can't Mm -mm. do these things. Mm -mm. No, doesn't doesn't work that way. No, bad structure. (laughs) So he tries to convince her to stay not well at all. But she's like, you know, this really tops breaking up with you. This moment quitting Mm -hmm. is is a much more satisfying thing than breaking up with you. So as she's walking away, he says, well, I hope there's no office supplies in your purse. And then she gets angry and his tie gets really tight and mm-hmm. he has to like cut it off with scissors, which yeah. she also doesn't see happen. Right. So she, ha- she hasn't really picked up on right. what's she happening. Doesn't know. doesn't know. Piper calls Phoebe from a phone booth because it's the 90s. Yeah. To... <laughs> <laughs> To talk to her about, you know, what just happened with the the time stopping yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. But Phoebe does not answer. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy's there at the phone booth. Oh. Wanting to congratulate her on her new job. And she's like, how did you know I got the job? And he's like, oh, it's your best recipe. No way you weren't getting the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, I trust him. <laughs> I, I think his motives are pure and I like I like what he's bringing to the table. Phoebe is out on a bike ride and she sees a vision of these guys that are on roller skates 
skating out in front of a car and getting hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then she sees the vision and then she sees it about to happen. So she (laughs) rides her bike and just like slides in front of them. Just like, I mean, she like, she would have no skin on her mm-hmm. arm. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Slides. Yeah. And we see the cat from the apartment is like Ooh. watching all this Ooh. happen. So she goes to the hospital and Prue goes to pick her up. And at the front desk, she runs into Inspector Andy Trudeau, who she knows. Yeah. From my little history. Back in the day. Feels like we got some history. So he's there to see one of the doctors and they have a little flirty flirty and then they get some coffee while they're while they're waiting for their people they just catch up and he asks if she's still dating roger and we learn that he kind of he checked up on her mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. but it's all i mean they they're very flirty and happy to be flirting happy to be flirting i like that <laughs> i'm happy to be flirting with you today <laughs> At the restaurant, so the uh, or at a bar later that night, it's Prue and Phoebe are sitting at the bar and they're arguing over whether all these power things are real because Prue hasn't seen anything. But as they're talking, she asks for the cream and the thing of cream just like slides right over to her. And she's instantly like, oh, I have powers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, I mean, then she, Phoebe, Phoebe's been in the bag for this since like the very beginning. So I, you know, I buy that. Yeah. So then they take a walk and Phoebe is explaining that there's good witches and there's bad witches and oh. the bad witches, their whole thing is stealing the powers of the good witches. Oh, hmm. so bad witches can be anyone. I mean, they just look like normal people. So oh, okay. basically they're not safe anymore because mm. these bad witches are probably going to be coming after them. And the and the bad witches can kind of like sense that they're witches, I guess. Yes, they, they know that they're witches. Yeah, they sense their power or something. Huh. Okay. Jeremy and Piper are in a taxi, and they are reading their fortune cookies. And his says, "Soon you'll be on top of the world," but he cuts out the "of the world" mm. part. What a funny guy. So then they're trying. <laughs> they were going to go back to his apartment, but he says, I want to show you this really old building. I think it's really cool. Let's go uh, in this old abandoned building together. Um... <laughs> Next scene is at the pharmacy where Prue is needing some aspirin for her headache. She doesn't want to deal with this. She just wants to be normal. She's not wanting to be a witch. Um, and this is where we she kind of learns that she can move she moves things when she's angry. Yeah. So then Phoebe starts trying to make her angry. She mentions Roger and then she starts talking about their dad and how their dad left and, and t- until all the stuff just flies off the mm-hmm. shelves. Mm-hmm. We also learn that their power will grow. So they're little baby witches right now. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Back in the old abandoned building, Jeremy says, get in this elevator. I have a surprise to show you. (laughs) So after they get in this like. Like a freight elevator. Yeah, it's like a freight elevator. elevator. Yeah. He pulls out a knife and Phoebe thinks he's joking at first, but he, I'm sorry, Piper. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) Piper thinks he's joking at first, but he is not. And as he goes in to kill her. Oh, well, I think, I guess he tells her I'm a warlock or whatever yeah. and i'm after your powers yep yep oh and we also like his face like 
so goofy. It was yeah. so goofy. His face I don't know like what contorts. Thinking, but it doesn't turn into anything else. It just looks like a like a funhouse mirror for a minute, and I'm like, okay. And his voice oh. changes to like Rouse yeah. Dower. <laughs> Rouse I feel like. Dower. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was them trying to do Buffy, though. Like, because, you know, in Buffy, when the vampires, like, change into their vampire state, their faces get all contorted and stuff. But they just get, like, thick brows and stuff. Yeah. This funhouse thing is not working. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't don't think it worked. Also, they only do it for a split second, so you're left kind of being like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I, I laughed. I, I, I laughed aloud. I don't think we needed a physical transformation no. there. And it certainly didn't work. Maybe it gets better. Who knows? <laughs> so, okay. So he's going in to stab her and she freezes time. And then she tries to climb out of the elevator, but time unfreezes and he grabs her leg. She kicks him and knocks him out and leaves him in the elevator. Back at the house, the cat is now living in the house. It's just Why not? like. It showed up. Cats need witches. Yep. And they're wondering where Piper is. And then Piper runs in and she's like, hey, warlock coming after us. You know, let's lock the doors. And we see Jeremy wake up in the elevator and he's he's coming after him. I'm happy. Nope. So at the house, Prue wants to call the cops, but they're going to try some witchcraft because yeah. You know, your witches. Maybe that would be the first thing you would do. They've been witches for about forty-five minutes now, so take on a super powerful warlock. Yeah, totally. So they they go up in the attic and they have like a bucket and they have a they call it a poppet. It's like a it's like a voodoo (laughs) doll made out of play doh or something. Uh You can't see the future, but that's just really unfortunate that it's called a poppet. Anyway, so they stick the rose on it and say something about, you know, don't let him come around here. And then they stick it in the bucket. It starts smoking. And then we see Jeremy just like giant thorns just start coming out of his body. Doesn't kill him, but he's all he's all thorny now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, I guess that's it. But then when Phoebe touches the bucket, she sees a vision of Jeremy being alive and coming to the house. Yeah. So they realize it did not work. So they run downstairs and Prue opens the door. Why? I don't know why she would open the door, but Jeremy's Jeremy's standing there. So they run back up to the attic. Prue like kind of moves him with her powers. And doesn't let him come near them so that they can run back up to the attic. They try piling things in front of the door, um, but he just, he moves it all and then he completely explodes the door. And and he's doing that really low, creepy voice again mm-hmm. that sounds mm-hmm. very fake. <laughs> he puts a ring of fire around the three of them and they decide, hey, let's let's chant this thing that our mom said would be yeah, helpful to thing. us. Yeah, thing. So they start chanting, the power of three will set us free. They do that a bunch. And Jeremy is just yelling threats about there's, you know, there's more like me and we're never going to stop coming after you. And then he explodes. Oh, bye, Jeremy. So that was the end of Jeremy. I guess so. I would like to point out that all of that happens at the same speed that Kendra just related it to you. (laughs) It's very fast. It (laughs) resolves itself so quickly. Yeah, Yeah. it does. 
It does. All right. The last scene is the next day. Trudeau comes to the house and asks Prue out. But she's a little hesitant because she's got a lot going on in her yeah. life yeah. right now. She's a new witch. The, she's a baby with witch. The witch stuff. Yeah. So she asks for his number and she says she'll that, that she'll call him. She give him a call. Did you guys notice in this scene in particular something was going on with Shannon Doherty's teeth? Oh. No. It was like <laughs> it was like she was wearing like a mouth guard that was Weird. that oh. looked like teeth. Well, now I go back and watch that last scene. I didn't notice it the rest of the episode, but in that scene in particular, it was like she was trying to talk with like a mouth guard on. Weird. I don't know. Go back and watch it. It's okay. So, you know, the three sisters, they're together and they're just going to, they're going to figure out this witch thing. Mm -hmm. And it ends with Prue closing the door with her. She can move thing powers. Okay. Um, I wasn't super sucked into this pilot. Probably agree. I, I don't know that like it, it would have made me like, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, maybe I'll start watching the show. Uh, but Sally, you said you watched a couple episodes back to back. How did you feel about it? Yeah, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it okay. was like very easy to watch. That's true. I, I feel like so I'm a big Buffy fan um, and yeah. I do think this show I don't know if it was already in production when Buffy was airing, but it did come out like a year and a half after Buffy. So my guess is that it probably was created because of Buffy's success. Yeah. And I feel like it is a stark difference in like how good the writing is. Mm. I feel like, like I said, it resolves itself very quickly. The problems feel really juvenile to me. Mm -hmm. So like I could watch it in the background while I'm like crafting or something, but I'm not sure I would like sit down and watch it. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad that you are a Buffy fan because as I was watching this, I was thinking, gosh, I wish I would have had my wife watch this too because I just kept thinking of Angel, which I've seen more of, and I wondered how it compared. And, and I don't think the action, not that I, I don't think this is going to be like an action heavy show, but when there was action, it was pretty lame compared yeah. to like Buffy or Angel action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think Angel has more action and Buffy has better writing. Okay. And so, like, this lacks either of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I did like the three of them together. Mm, I yeah. and I liked, you know, I don't know. I like yeah. I liked the three of them, and it it's hard to judge a pilot. I did read mm. that as you go, there's like less witchcraft stuff, and it's oh. more just about their powers. Okay, um, so, and there's more like mythical beings kind of introduced. Kendra, mm. kind of. I wondered if you picked up on this too, but. I felt like Shannon Doherty, first of all, was very Brenda Walsh in this. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think you have to do much to make it the same character, really. You know, so I, I'm sure that was by design. Or at least they were like, yeah, let's write to Shannon Doherty's strengths. I don't know. But I felt like her beef with Phoebe and then Piper trying to play the uh, like the peacekeeper and was sort of like friends with both of them reminded me of the of the Brenda Kelly Donna vibe, especially mm -hmm. in like season four of 90210 you know, with the Dylan Kelly stuff. Did you see that at all? Or No, no yeah, for sure. For okay. sure. And maybe that's why, you know, they're like, well, we know she can do that. So yeah. let's it's get her funny in here. That this dropped like while 90210 was still on because it wasn't that long after Shannon Doherty had left that this popped up. So I wonder if there yeah. was a lot of I did feel like stuff. this, her character in Charmed does feel a lot older than Brenda. That's it didn't true. feel like a teenager was no, trying no, no. to be an You're adult. Right. Like it yeah. felt like she was an adult. In that sense, it is kind of surprising that we went from 
season four Brenda to this because you're right it it feels like 10 or 15 years yeah in between rather than like three or whatever it was two even yeah who knows <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah you know I'd never seen it I'd you know heard a lot about it I I had a decent time watching it but I think if I was in the mood for something like this I would watch Angel or Buffy mm-hmm. yeah agreed I mean, I also liked the three of them together. I think they act well together. I think they work well together. And I liked, so in the next few episodes, they get more into this sort of like feminist thing where they're like, that makes sense. men, yeah. So like there's, it's like the sisterhood is their coven and their powers and stuff. But also like, there's this question of like, what can men do to sort of like gain our trust, both like in their real world, like dating life, but then also like, there's all these men trying to like hurt them, right. um, which I think, I don't know if they continue with that, but I actually think that that is pretty interesting. And I think they do a better job of like tying their sisterhood together that way um, than some other shows in this era. Mm. But yeah. so Yeah. I like that. And, and that does sort of feel like it was missing here. And a lot of their non-magical plots had everything to do with like their relationships. Right. You know, it was it was Piper's boyfriend and Phoebe and Prue had the had the beef because of the guy that they dated and Prue has an ex and a potential new. Like it is very like romancy. Yeah. I'm glad they seem to get beyond that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I think yeah. That, I think that would be a lot more interesting. No. Yeah. I probably anyway. wouldn't won't keep watching it just because I I know it gets like demony and stuff and I'm just Uh-oh. not into not into yeah. such things. But yeah. I didn't I didn't hate watching this. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Decent Halloween watch, I thought. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely had the Halloween yeah. feel. Okay. Yeah. I also saw recently there was like a meme and it said nothing like 90s witches. And they had a <laughs> bunch of like, you know, Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. and Charmed and uh, Practical Magic and Hocus Pocus. And I was like, yeah, the 90s did good witches. Yeah. Don't forget uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, couldn't oh, yeah. forget her, Sabrina. So yeah, and Halloween Town apparently. Yeah, nineties movie. Yeah, so it's good to that. dabble in some nineties witches. Okay, all right. Well, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you can catch Sally in literally every Radio Meanwhile episode coming out this month. So if you haven't listened to previously on X Men or the Sandorian Life or nineties music, go find her over there. You can catch me every other week on the Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. We most recently covered Night of the Gorax and Ewok comic book, which was a lot of fun, written by Kevin Scott. Uh, Kendra, what about you? Where are you these days? I'm Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter, and I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we just talked about This is Halloween with Sally. Perfect. So that'll be out this week. Okay. Well, you can join us next week right here as we continue our 90210 journey, where we're diving back into Season 6 with Episode 23, Leap of Faith. No witches, but a good time nonetheless. So thanks again to our guest, Sally Jacoby Murphy. Sally, always fun to talk to you. 9021, here we go!